Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of a songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. How you doing? I'm Dave. Thank you for downloading the podcast. It's good to be with you once again. You know, as of this morning, I was checking our numbers. We had our 10,000th th- uh, download of this show. And I think that's incredible for this humble little show that we started back in January because we were bored during COVID. Uh, and I want to thank you for sharing it on your socials and telling people about it. It's certainly been fun uh, for me to do it. And we've got listeners all around the world. And I also want to thank Red Circle. They're my host. And uh, the way this works, you, you have a host that, that shares your uh, podcast out on all the different sites from iTunes to Stitcher to Spotify, wherever you get your uh, your podcasts from, they make it available. And um, they started monetizing it just a few weeks ago. Now, what, did that, what does that mean? You're, you're hearing, if, you're, if you've been listening to the podcast, all of a sudden you're starting to hear commercials in it, right? We've got a couple that start and then a couple at the end. And I think they're putting one now in the middle. Uh, I hope you'll have patience with that, but that's how we keep the lights on uh, and it does help. Uh, considerably. Um, and you might even want to consider if you really like this podcast and want to keep it going, there are ways uh, to donate on those sites. So we appreciate that as well. So we have got a great guest today. He's a, a songwriter, a producer, multi-instrumentalist, and just an all-around great guy. Uh, I've seen playing around uh, Nashville a lot and getting a lot of attention. And before I introduce you to him, I've got to tell you about our friends at Discover Sooner, kind of our local sponsor here. Discover Sooner and my good friend, Nancy Deckett. She's the CEO. And if you listen to episode two, season two, you heard a lot more about Nancy, great songwriter and uh, the CEO of Discover Sooner. She's created this online community. It's absolutely incredible. It's songwriters, just like you, perhaps, um, that can get together, learn how to co- collaborate with each other, uh, make connections. I just, I played the Commodore Grill last night and one of the, the gals from uh, Discover Sooner came by, said hello, and we met for the first time face to face, although we've seen each other on Zoom a lot. So, it's that kind of community. There's also publishers, music people. They uh, they have these events uh, that they Zoom and sometime in person where you can get together and talk to these publishers. So if you're looking for placements, what to do with these great songs, try Discover Sooner. It's like Nancy says, you can get Discovered Sooner <laughs> with Discover Sooner. And it's discoversooner.com. It's so simple. So if you will, check it out today. Um, you know, Troy Castellano is our guest. Uh, I've seen him play everywhere in this town, including the Bluebird. Cafe. Troy, Troy, good to have you on the show today. Thank you for being on. Hey, Dave, good. Congratulations on that 10,000 downloads on the podcast. I yeah, mean, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. And, and I love how people have embraced this, especially the people here in Nashville and that we're all over the world as well. Um, but it's kind of cool because I think um, the songwriters just don't get enough attention uh, yeah. for what they do. You guys, you work so hard um, making something from nothing, as we say, and you get very little respect about it. Nobody knows the songwriters. It's right? always great to hear other writers' perspective and where they come from and their future outlooks on it, too. And it's like... Exactly. I consume my podcasts on the lawnmower. Do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put in my earbuds and like, you know, that's what I listen to is songwriting podcasts. That's cool, man. Yeah. I hope you're adding this so one to it. I'm We've got a visitor it. here. We've got yep. uh, Juliet, my cat, and she did the same thing on the last podcast. This is a true Nashville cat. <laughs> yeah, she's a true Nashville cat. <laughs> Sweetie, I'm going to have to take you out. You can't be doing that on uh, the microphone here, kiddo. 
Come on. You're all right, Kitty Cat. (laughs) Well, let's start with one of my favorite songs that you do. I've seen you do this at the Bluebird and a lot of other places around town. This is called Quitter, and then when we come back, I want to hear the story behind the song. Sure. Absolutely. And uh, also uh, about your video. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Some people say real men never quit, but I admit that this one did. I wasn't loving the life I was living. So I walked away from it And I quit smoking, I quit drinking I quit eating and overthinking I quit lying, I quit cheating I quit blaming and I quit leaving And I've never felt more like a winner Since I've become a quitter Castellanos, our guest on the Songwriter Connection podcast. That's his song called Quitter. It's from uh, his CD, Scratch. What is it? Sketches? Sketches from My Blue Heaven. From My Blue Heaven, which is your studio, right? Yeah. So, so like being a, a songwriter, more than trying to be an artist, mm-hmm. I'm an artist as well. So I like to put out what these are. Is there, I have a volume one and a volume two out. And they're just some of my favorite writes and songs that I play out as well. So... Um, more and more songwriters are doing that, you know. Yeah. You, you can't get them placed or cut. You know, you, you don't want to waste these songs. They're beautiful songs. People need to hear them. Yeah. So why not make your own CD and put it out there? Yep. And then the CDs like are slowly. There's 
still they're yeah. disappearing, but I find that people like them as a uh, souvenir. So if yeah. you do play the Bluebird, um, people just like to buy it for a souvenir of the show and yeah. their actual songs that you played that night. So yep. that that's the importance of still having a physical commodity of music yeah. i think you know i think so too i mean you gotta have something physical right yeah yeah although you can find it on spotify and uh, right. and the video for that song we just heard too is out there on youtube right yeah and most yeah. most people i'm sure they buy the cd it goes in their car they mm-hmm. don't put it in the car it just they they turn on their spotify and listen <laughs> yeah. to it but they uh, can actually say and I, I feel that way too like if i met garth brooks and got a cd from him i go i got this right from garth, garth you know he signed it yeah, yeah. Not yeah. that I'm Garth Brooks by any means, but but that connection between know. an artist and the the, the tourists and fans coming to see songwriter stuff. So it's always the story behind the songs on uh, on this show. So right. uh, Quitter, first time I think I heard I heard you play that for sure at the Bluebird uh, Cafe, and I thought that's a hit. Um, so tell oh, us thanks. a little bit about who you wrote it with, well, and the process, and, um, and the idea because that is a cool twist. I mean, yeah, Quitter is usually a negative thing. You don't nobody you know wants to be a quitter, but this is you, you twisted it positive, and that's what songwriters do. Yeah, I, I'm hundred percent of that twist goes to my co-writer Brett Mandel. Um, we were writing a lot. Brett's a lyric guy, so he'll come in with a bunch of different lyrics and. He had that one on paper the day we were actually waiting for a co-writer to come in. So we were just tinkering around, you know, and he throws that on the piano I was sitting at. And I go, oh, man, I got the melody and music that's going to hook right up into this. And so we started fleshing it out and we got it to a point where we think, yeah, that's it. That took about 20 minutes. You know, we maybe changed a word or two, but not too much. Then we went and got feedback on it from some of our peers in town. And it's like different, you know, everybody has an opinion. Everybody does. So we took those opinions and tried to rewrite it. And I tell you what, we just went right back to the original, you know. Did one. you really? Except for the end, we rewrote that, which is my favorite verse, the one about I quit, I quit uh, uh, hating, quit judging, yeah. quit waiting and holding grudges. I mean, that's so today and so important i love that that part of it now we've talked in the past about nsai that's the national songwriters association yeah. international many times we mentioned it on the show you took that nsai and got a little surprise yeah, uh, yeah. brett had played it for bart <clears throat> herbison the executive director of nsai and he called me and left me a voicemail i was in the studio so i didn't see it ring but i wish i would have saved it because bart you know is a pretty monumental person in He's nashville pretty cool. especially yeah. to us up and coming songwriters writers and he left me a voicemail says troy i just heard the the most important song of my life and i heard live like you were dying and recently i heard outskirts of heaven he says man this is right there on par with them i'm like he said you better get your big britches up because (laughs) this is opening the doors you know wow and i i was like wow really that's high praise yeah it was it was really uh, really Felt good to hear that from somebody that you respect because usually it's a teardown, you know. Usually it is. You know, and those teardowns, they're not bad because they make you better. Mm. But, um, yeah, and then it's, I think it went up and down Music Row and it, it had been pitched. And it's just it's just one of those songs that maybe, uh, well, recently a uh, uh, big hit producer, uh, I played it for him. And, uh, you know, I played it for him because I thought maybe this would be a good one for maybe Morgan Wallen to drop out right now if yeah. he's in this mess with what happened there. Right. And he said, man, 
yeah, maybe, but I'll tell you what, he said no major artist is going to cut it because it makes them look like a butthead, you know? Mm. Basically makes them, they puts them in a bad light because they were bad, but now I'm good because I quit doing things. Mm. And I think that's, this is where, this is where I think Nashville loses some sight on connecting with people on a real level other than just a party and 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 beach and all the circumstances that yeah we want to feel good and be happy because there's enough depressing stuff in the world but Mm -hmm. you also want to say some real things and uh, before we were on mic you know you talk about that you know and and to me when when a a producer publisher tells you that uh, that no artists want to be considered like, for instance, quitter, right? Put in a bad light. Well, yeah. Or put in a bad light. What about, song- I mean, there are thousands of songs out there. What happened to the days where the songwriter was interpreting the story? They're telling a story. We, uh, it's obvious that, that Jimi Hendrix didn't, sh- he wasn't Joe and he didn't shoot his girlfriend <laughs> yeah. down, right? Yeah. We knew that that was a character he was yeah. singing about. Did it put him in a bad light? You know, I don't know. So yeah. sometimes I wonder, you know, about that kind of logic. And the, and the main thing, <clears throat> the main point of that song is like, hey, you know, yeah, man, I probably pissed some people along, off along my my <laughs> journey here. But, man, I've, I've seen the light and I've backed up and I, I really appreciate to have a future now that I've quit doing these things. And yeah, I hope it's you, a good message. Yeah, and it's back to like I, what I said is like things that this is what I say Nashville's missing because i mean you did you ever meet ralph murphy i did what a great guy yeah and you know and he said uh, he used to run uh, ascap great songwriter yep, yeah great and, mentor and all of talk that. songwriter yeah just a, just a super great guy and, and we it, lost him a couple years ago but. one of his points was always like you know people have enough troubles in their life you need to make them happy and mm-hmm. forget about that stuff not remind them about it but, exactly. but I think I think th- these are where songs connect with people. When you really hit and say issues that everybody's going through or mm-hmm. felt at one point, right? Connect with them, and then you then they feel like someone else. Oh, you feel that same way? Me too. You That's know, what like, it's about. We're missing that. We're, we're just being too are. superficial. And this is like this is not a slam on Nashville, the industry, but like man. Let's get back to songs that really connected on more than a surface level mm. of life, you know? It's kind of our whole society right now. Yeah. It goes even deeper than that. So it's, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. And, and let's go back to saying, you know, what I said before. I mean, Bob Marley didn't really shoot the deputy, right? We knew mm. that was a character. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, all good points. Uh, Troy Castellano was our guest. Hey, should we play another song? Yeah. Oh, this is from uh, Volume 2. Volume two, uh, volume sketches, two, sketches, sketches from my blue heaven. Yes, uh, which is your studio, and I want to talk more about that in just yeah. a little bit. Uh, this is called Tattoo and Scars. Play that one. Yeah, let's play that one. All right, and we'll find out more about that too. It's just a little line under my eye from a swing set when I was four or five. This watch on my wrist and this nick on my chin I got both from my dad when I was just ten So many memories are tied to these colors and marks Some you see and others run too deep some come from taking it too far They're all telltale signs of 
pieces of my life Yeah, they make up who we are Tattoos and scars Tattoos and scars And there's other ones that I bury inside Like a broken heart that I got in 2009 And this faded girl's name on my arm I left to remind me My past is behind me So many memories are tied to these colors and marks Some you see and others run too deep Some come from taking it too far There are telltale signs Pieces of my life Yeah, they make up who we are Tattoos and scars Tattoos and scars Like a book you read with your history And every page tells a different story Some you see and others run too deep Some come from taking it too far They're all telltale signs, pieces of my life Yeah, they make up who we are Tattoos and scars Tattoos and scars It's just a little line under my eye From a swing set when I was four or five When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another great song from Troy Castellano, who's our guest on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Again, thanks, Dave. thanks for being on the, on the show. Tell us uh, about the writing of that song, storyline that, that one. That song, so I had met uh, Andrew Rollins, who um, is an incredible writer, and he's been... Uh, I've certainly heard that name. Yeah, he, yeah, he lives in L.A. now, but he's originally from Nashville, and he, he had a lot of success with the Nashville... Uh, TV show. I think he had like twelve songs on that show. Wow. You know, wow. really amazing. And uh, I met him one night at the listening room, and uh, we decided let's give a ride a shot. And um, I had this idea of tattoos and scars, and they're the things that make you up, and some you see, some you don't. You know, and let's 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 just jump on that. And I had that. It's just a little line under my eye from a swing set when I was four, four or five. five you know, line, yeah. And and he's like, uh, oh man, I've had this line burning for a while about um, see this watch on my wrist and this nick on my chin. 
I got it from my dad when I was just 10. It wasn't quite that line, but we shaped it into that, you know? Yeah. But so, and it really excited him, which excited me because this veteran songwriter's really excited about it. And That's then, cool. and we just, you know, wrote it out. And it's like, you know, a lot, a lot of people have uh, tattoos of their girlfriends or ex wives. Yeah. And I thought, you know, that's a perfect one too. And most oh, people yeah. cover them up. But I'm like, sometimes you got to leave that to remember where you were. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And yeah, I love that. So any yeah. any tattoos on you? Um yeah, I got my I got my kid's name. Oh, that's good. Uh, it's a staff oh, on cool. my wrist of the uh it's their names, their favorite colors and then it's the bar first few bars of you are my sunshine. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. And I do have my wife's name under it's under, under my that watch. watch band, yeah. <laughs> and and the date we were married so I can never forget. <laughs> no, there's a good idea. And, you never yep. forget an anniversary. Yep. Just and look at your wrist. Infinity sign under it with her her favorite color. Oh. So, and then I got a couple other ones too. It's <laughs> very clever. Yeah. There's people out there going, I got to get a, I got to get a tattoo. You know, quick, quick stories. Like I went in to get the tattoo of my kids' names and their favorite colors on my wrist. And then I was telling the tattoo guy, Hey, and I want to come back and get my wife's name and our uh, wedding date. And he says, well, I'll just do that for free right now. Wow. So, and he did it for free that day. So very cool. Yeah. You know, on this show, we do like to do songs live around the dining room table here. We're not doing that with Troy, and you have a very good reason why. You have your own studio, yeah. and I want to talk more about it. And I, it's it, you have a philosophy about this too. So, so shoot, go ahead. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't mind playing live. I do it a lot. You do a lot, and, yeah. And uh, but like in this circumstance where somebody's going to be consuming the podcast with earbuds on or mm-hmm. in a home stereo or something like. Why not play the recording of the song you wrote? Because then it's in more of a an established form of what you thought it could be. Gotcha. You Finished know? version. Yeah, and it's yeah. like it's like any songwriter. You pay for all these great demos, man, and you're on a, a, a platform to play it in stereo. Mm-hmm. Do it because you spent that time and money on it. Let's hear the ear candy. That's what I feel. Ah, like. there you go. You know? Very good. Now, are these produced in your studio? Yeah, these are all yeah. demos that I produce. So playing most of the instrumentation, or yeah, pretty much. You mm-hmm. know, give or take. I might. I think like on that tattoos and scars. I had sent the track to Andrew, and he put put some guitar on there. Oh, nice. And mm-hmm. I don't remember if he did the bass or I did the bass, but you know that happens too. But most of the stuff on these is me playing it. You know, it's it's the way that I went back after writing the song and produce the demo so you play a lot of different instruments don't you yeah i can fake it on, you know? <laughs> i mean like i'm not fluent on things like the piano i'm not fluent on piano and it's like uh i can play to get my idea out but if i'm going to put it in a form that i'm pitching i want someone else to play that part um mm-hmm. but if it's a slide guitar or a mandolin and it's just a lick i can work out the lick record it you know, I got you. But don't don't ask me to jump on stage and play the song, you know, <laughs> and on mandolin because give me a few weeks to learn it. <laughs> I got you. you know? Now you come from uh, Minnesota originally. Yeah, right? originally. Yeah. How long have you been in Nashville? Uh, seven years seven this years. year. Wow, yep. what a journey, huh? Now is it the is it the ten year town or is it a seven year curse <laughs> right now? Is what I'm wondering. <laughs> Three more years to go, brother. <laughs> yeah, or the seven year itch. Who knows what's, what's coming, but. Um, we always ask, what was the draw to Nashville? What brought you here? Well, you know, honestly, so I'd been played in rock bands in Minnesota, cover band stuff. Um, I always wrote music and tried to get things off the ground. I had a couple incarnations of my own band. Um, and it came to a point where this attorney that I was working with, um, and he works with prominent 
national artist too but so i really respected what he said he said troy man you got everything going for you you're just geographic geographically challenged trying yeah. to be in the business yeah. where there isn't a big business you know minneapolis has a, a music scene and stuff and an indie scene more than anything but not a like, music capital though. yeah yeah he's like you need to be in nashville new york or la right. and i've been to la a number of times i'm not raising kids out there no and uh new york i'm like i'm not a concrete and glass and all yeah. that you know i'm like i'm not that's not me and i went to nashville in 2012 for a workshop at uh, Barbara Cloyd's workshop, which if you guys ever get a chance and are thinking about coming here, do her workshop. It's very, uh, very economical, and you do get a three-day immersion into what this business is like, and you get to meet publishers as well. And she knows the business. Yeah. She's written hit songs, and she is she still hosting the uh, open mics? At I the think Bluebirds? so. Yeah, I think I she do. does. I believe so. Yeah. Um, and she, I, I took that workshop, and I went back to Minnesota, and I told my wife, man. My wife, my my, uh, I'm just my heart is screaming to live in Nashville. Mm-hmm. If we could ever make it work, I would love to move. And she says, "How's the weather?" <laughs> I said, "Way better than Minnesota in the winter." So yeah, it took us another year and a half to get here. But I mean, I'm grateful that she was on board to make that big move. How about that, and you know that philosophy. I thought the whole time was like. Uh, we're not trees. We can move, you know. <laughs> and the 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 back of that. Everybody's a you know. I mean, not everybody. I think most people are reluctant to make those big decisions because, um, you know, lo- logistically the hardest thing is getting your stuff from here to there. Yeah, when you're true. in middle life, I should say. Mm-hmm. What I, I say, what I had was a midlife revelation, <laughs> not a crisis, <laughs> not a revelation, a revelation, and. Yeah, the hardest thing is the logistics of getting your stuff from here to there. Yeah, but otherwise, is. like I looked at it like this, I'm gonna come here. I'm not gonna set myself up to fall and like I'll just go. Let's see what it's like. If I don't like it and we're not happy, we can move back. Always good. Yeah. I mean, so far though, you love it. I do. I, would, I don't think I'll ever move home. I mean, back yeah. to Minnesota. Like no. Yeah, it's cool. Not only the climate, but the people. It's just yeah. a great community of the camaraderie. And, yeah, and, yeah, and camaraderie. This, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like you, we get to rely on each other to work on to write songs together, to vent about what we dislike, to to talk about the successes. It's like there's such mm-hmm. a I love I love the people. I love the everybody weather. roots for everybody, yeah. don't they? And yeah. the businesses here, so you have more right. opportunity to actually meet people. And, and that's the truth. There was a, a, a hit songwriter a friend of mine, Kerry uh, Kurt Phillips, who once told us. He said, "You know, um, you can, you can put a bucket out in the field, but you're never going to get a cow to back up over it." Oh yeah, right. <laughs> so in that story, he's like, "You got to come to Nashville. That's that's where the cow is." You yep. know? So exactly. Yeah. So very very good uh, very good point. Yeah. I, I also want to congratulate you. Um, I, last night we taped this in advance. Last night. I played at the uh, Commodore and uh, Justin Love was there. Justin, uh, great artist and songwriter. Yeah. And in fact, he was on the very last show, uh, season uh, one, episode 20. If you haven't heard that yet, go back. Uh, you guys wrote a song together called I Want It, which is, I, I think it's such a hit. It's such oh, a, thank you. a yeah, great I love that song. song too. Justin, too, is just an amazing artist, player, writer. Mm-hmm. He's the whole package. Yeah. You know? Such a great guy. Yeah. And that just got picked up for uh, a TV show, right? That's yeah, all? yeah. I Want It? Uh, we, yeah, we have got a placement in, uh, see the C- series finale. I keep saying, want, wanting to say season or series finale. <laughs> Wait, I'm mixing them up. <laughs>
But it's in the uh, season finale, series finale. The very last Claus. one of them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that that's kind of cool in itself. But And it's called Claws? Yeah, it's called Claws. And it's about a group of girls that work at a salon and kind of have some organized crime going on underneath their whole Bet facade sounds. of the the salon. It sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, it's actually... It's the breaking outrageous. bad of the nail industry, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's like uh, very outrageous, but cool. um, got two placements in there, so that, nice. that'll be pretty cool to hear. Very see. cool. And that yeah. pays some money. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of artists, a lot of songwriters today are going toward what they call sync for yeah. uh, TV and movies, and uh, um, it seems like we're always chasing... <laughs> yeah, how can we make money off all of the hours and time we've spent on this, right? <laughs> exactly. Like it's, the ROI on what we do is very yeah. hard to come by. Absolutely. <laughs> so I want to congratulate you on that. Thank well, you. Let's play another song from uh, from Heaven, uh, you know, My Blue Heaven Volume 2. All right. Um, and, and this has got a good story, too. I'm going to play Grateful next. Oh, okay. Is cool. that good? Let's listen to yeah. it, and then I want to hear all about uh, uh, the song, you know. and Grateful, Troy Castellano on the Songwriter Connection Podcast. Went down to the church with my name Cause I feel that I lost my way And the preacher says, son, you've been a stranger Won't you think about the words I said today When your feet hit the floor in the morning Take a moment to be thankful for each breath If you have someone to hold And you love them, let them know Cause you don't know how many days you're gonna get May the sun always shine through the window And the song always plays When you're looking back, I hope that you'll be thankful And grateful for the road that lies ahead When the storm blows out the power in the sun Light a candle and listen to the rain And when the weather gets cold, let your kids track in the snow Cause the truth is you're gonna miss it someday May the sun always shine through your window And the song always play in your head And when you're looking back I hope that you'll be thankful And grateful for the road that lies ahead The sun always shine through the window And the song always play in your head And when you're looking back I hope that you'll be thankful And grateful for the road 
realize it And when you're looking back I hope that you'll be thankful And grateful for the road that lies ahead Trey Castellano uh, the record is called Sketches from My Blue Heaven Volume 2, and that is called Grateful. Before I get to the story behind that, I, I, want, I, just, I was just reminded, you, you did uh, some shows from, from your studio with other songwriters. Oh, yeah. Uh, tell Pro- us about that. Uh, that was a cool thing you did. Project 52. Project 52. <laughs> so that was something I had started originally in Minnesota before when our house was for sale. Yeah. Um, I decided New Year's Day, I'm going to challenge myself. I'm going to write 52 songs. Wow. And I'm going to record them with a couple of good mics live and put one out every week oh that's cool you know for a year so i got about half of them done and then our house sold Hmm. and then i moved here and finished the other half and yeah that was 2014 and then um let me get closer to the mic here and then uh uh i decided in 2000 i think it was 19 i'm like you know We've been writing a lot of really great songs that nobody hears, and you know, you know this as well. Mm-hmm. On Facebook, your friends will be going like, "Well, we'll, we'll post something like wrote a great song today, wrote yeah. a great song, oh, yeah. you know, all yeah. that banter," and then no one hears it, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, "All right, I'm going to do that again, and I'm going to do it." Almost, I didn't realize, but almost like a podcast for podcast format. Where, yeah, um, we're going to have two chairs, two mics, and we're going to do interviews and promo that artist that came in to play the song that I wrote with them. And that what was a cool idea. that was really it. Is yeah. like let's uh, give each other some content. And I just the the name is lame. Project Fifty Two is just like fifty two episodes a year. Yeah, you know. And it was a challenge to me when it was me doing it solo. You know, <laughs> like I'll bet. Yeah, and it just forced me to do, to get my my uh, muscles working for songwriting before I came here. And then yeah, fortunately with all the people I've written songs, I was able to get them to come over and at nice. least one and maybe a three way. And we got one of the people or if it was an artist that was playing it out, we'd bring them in and oh, talk about their cool. career and play a song we wrote. So are you still doing it? I'm not. I no? th- was thinking about it again <laughs> and doing it, you know, in a podcast format with video, just kind of like, that'd uh, be neat. Yeah, yeah. Have both available. Well, that you know? would be really, really cool. Are they still out there? Can you see them? Yeah, they're on YouTube. YouTube. It's on youtube.com forward slash Troy Castellano. And then you can just go down to the playlists and there's Project 52 in there. Check it out. And there's some good ones. There's some bad ones. (laughs) But it's like it's the raw song, you know. Yeah, that's Um, cool. Yeah. All about the song, that is yeah. for sure. So let's get back to Grateful. Great song. Uh, and there's a little story behind that, too. Yeah, thank you. Uh, that What you heard there was most of that was recorded during the right. So, uh, really? I wrote that with Bill Luigi and uh, Reed Waddle. Reed Waddle was one of the first friends I had when I came to Nashville. We were both writing at the same place uh, up in, uh, uh, they call it Berry Hill, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, um, a lot of great so studios they, there. We decided to get together and write, and um, I'm kind of a track guy. I'm not really great in the room doing it all, but that's what I started there, and we got most of the song done. And uh, Reed, my my co-writer, is a 
has a great version of this as well. Like he sang it. And then for my own, I play it out. So I'm like, I'm going to sing my own version. So me, Bill and Reed have our own versions. We do, you know, <laughs> That's cool. um, but, but this one was on hold with the Oak Ridge boys for a little while. There was going to be that. Huh? Yeah. That's, that was really cool. Like wow. to hear, and they were doing, working on a gospel album. So it fit. Mm-hmm. And the cool part, this is what the story I've heard, and it was verified by Chris Golden, I guess, who had a, a Chris Golden. Okay, I'm jumping ahead here. Yeah. But the Oak Ridge Boys had it on hold, and then it was one of those last songs to, uh, we're going we're gonna to pass on that. <sighs> and they were being produced by Dave Cobb. Wow. Who, who also produces uh, Chris Stapleton, yeah. Yeah. And the word is that Dave said to Chris Golden, who was William Lee Golden from the Oak Ridge Boys' son, who also plays with the Oak Ridge Boys as well, um, He, uh, Dave Cobb told Chris, hey, this is a great song. You should cut it, you know. So Chris cut it, and then wow. it went, ended up winning... Uh, or charted on four number one on four different um, inspirational charts, and then he won an inspirational country music association award for it too. Nice. So yeah. Wow, what a great song. That's very cool. I mean, I, I didn't think I'd ever be a inspirational country writer, but <laughs> you know, now I've written a couple like this uh, other one we talked about before. We're on the cast of Lost Amen was really. Wow. Um, you know, that's really something. I, I'm a believer, so so I don't have any problem writing that. I yeah. just was always wondering where where's the money at. <laughs> you know, well, and it ain't like I'm looking for money. It's just like, man, I gotta live. I need a livelihood, <laughs> exactly. right? And and just to throw this in the mix of that whole comment I just made, it's like I think any of us true artist writers, we're not in it for the money. We just need the money to be able to do it. I you got know, you. the capital yeah. to do it instead do it of a day job like mm-hmm. you know we all have that's what i do during the day is work on other people's songs so i can get paid you know mm-hmm. yeah um but that's it the true artists we need money to do it yeah you that's know? true that's yeah it comes down harder and harder it's not about the money it's about the money <laughs> right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you do demos and things that are out of your studio yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah, people yeah. can reach you online. Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of like I'm I'm backing away from that because I want to focus more on this instruments for education uh, organization that I started. Let's talk about that, and I wanted to save that yeah. best for last. You you found it? Did you find this organization? Did, did you the one that started yeah, it? Should, yeah. yeah, let's get into that. So yeah. so um, I'm not going to be doing so much studio work um, per se. It's like I need to get back to me writing and what I want to say, some of that stuff, mm-hmm. and then also instruments for education is really important to me i started it in 2018 and how it came about was there was another songwriter friend of mine asked me hey do you have a a keyboard or uh, you know that i could borrow i want to give it to my husband who's writing or who's teaching in schools and he wanted one for the classroom and Mm -hmm. i'm like uh, I think I remember saying, like, well, can't he just get one from the, the band room and bring it in there? And, nah, they don't let him do that. So mm-hmm. anyway, gave this keyboard to her, and the teacher sent me back a video of him teaching his uh, fifth grade class, The Phases of the Moon, to the melody of Blue Moon. Huh. And so the kids wrote the lyrics, they learned the nice. science, and they all sang it. And he literally... They were arm in arm, like picture uh, 15 oh, wow. kids like rocking back and forth, arm in arm, singing about the phases of the moon. And I'm like, bing, you know what? We have enough friends in this community that have all these starter instruments that we're not using anymore. 
I'm going to just ask my peers, hey, if you're not using that guitar, do you think you could give it to me and I'll get it into a classroom? You know? <laughs> and I thought that's... What a great idea. Yeah, and you know what? That teacher there that did that, um, he's the most like teacher to them kids. The most engaging. He's the one giving the kids the most... And making the best connection to young kids. So why not? Like, and and they, the teachers don't even have to play. But let's let's give the teachers in the classroom uh, the opportunity to have a at no cost a keyboard, um, some bongos, some shakers, some tambourines, some guitars, acoustic guitars, electric guitars. I'm not saying fill your room, but let's have those instruments. Maybe Amazing. just a guitar sitting in there. The yeah. kids can explore it, check it out. And, you know, like I've been to uh, many of the schools around Nashville now and some of the, the, you know, I'll go in there and I'll go, hey, how many do you want to play uh, instrument? All their hands go up. Yeah. How many of you have a guitar or a keyboard at home? You get a couple. And then it's how many of you have ever visited a, a music store like Guitar Center like and just go in and just play with all the toys? Zero. Zero. You know, the parents, you know, I'm not, the parents probably don't have time, but yeah. like imagine if my son said, hey, will you take me to the music store? Man, if I'm wrapped up in work, I don't know if I could either. But yeah. the short part of that story is like, let's just give the kids the opportunity to pick up a guitar and explore it and, and check it out I or a keyboard. That. I and love what you It do. might hook them. If, they, if they're interested, reach out. I'll get you another guitar and you can take it home. You know, you know and I can tell you're so passionate about it. And the real sad thing is just they cut the funds and, and what's yeah. the first thing to go? It's music it's programs. music programs, yeah. and it's just really sad because music is so important in our lives, especially for young minds. I think, yeah, uh, to explore creativity. Imagine, imagine mm. like uh, so you get you get a kid into guitar and he learns a couple chords, and now he's not on his iPad and his Xbox and his Netflix. It's like <laughs> do something real and creative. It's almost like building a birdhouse. Like, hey, when you're done building that birdhouse, you go, check what I made. Look at the birds at it. You know, yeah. there's pride in that. Yes, there is. And it's physical and it's real. And it's not like, you know, maybe later in your career as a guitar player, you want likes and things like that, mm. clicks on your post. But right. man... Just and it's also you know as a songwriter to vent like you come home you know teenage kid being crabby and he knows how to play a little guitar now he can get some of that out whether he puts it out or shows his friends or not you just changed his mood because he can vent a little bit and that's what I think is really important you know I I think it is too And, and I just think about the greatest gift I think I ever had my brother and I it was a Christmas gift on our 11th birthday were guitars that my parents bought. They are, I mean, I look back, that is the greatest gift yeah. I was ever given. It gave me a lifetime of music. And so you're doing this for these kids that, that, that would yeah. probably not get it anywhere else. So it's so important what you do. And I also admire you put on these shows around town. You've got one coming up here yeah. uh, on the 20th, is it? So tell us more about yeah, that. Yeah, October 20th uh, at the Listening Room in Nashville. Which here. is a cool venue yeah. for songwriters. You, One of the premier venues for... You may for, not be able to get in the blooper, but you might be able to get in to see yeah. songwriters, good songwriters, professional songwriters. Much bigger venue. But, bigger venue, yes. Yeah, so October 20th at 6 p.m. we're doing just a dinner show, and I've got... Uh, 
three hit writers that that That's are friends of mine that actually um, you've talked about Nancy Deccan on mm-hmm. this show. Show we've partnered to put this one together. Discover um, sooner, yeah. Mm-hmm. Discover sooner, and that way um, she's got uh, one of the hit writers, Pete Salas, on board, and he oh, can great. speak about a little bit about Discover sooner. And then I've got uh, my good friend Joe West, who's had uh, three number ones himself wow. with Toby Keith, Keith Urban, and Steve Dean, who's got ten number ones, I believe. Cool and, guy, also yeah. hits and grins with like yeah. Bill White, who was on the show not too long ago. And it's yeah. like, and here, you know, they they volunteered to do the show to help raise money, and hopefully we can sell this out and fill those seats, and then all the proceeds go back into buying new instruments and delivering mm. the instruments. So, That's fantastic. So sometimes I do run out of inventory, and some things I don't get. Like I get more requests for ukuleles, you know. That's a big so, instrument these days. Yeah. So now, uh, since I don't get donations of ukulele, it's, I get guitars a lot, but um, I just go buy that and supply the room, you know, if the fun's so cool. there. I'm always on this shoestring ebb and flow of <laughs> what I can do based on the money and, you know, and, I, and it's, it's I got to get into more like grant requests, but grants mm. get to be like, I mean, this is where I'm at. And let's this take this of, thing nationwide. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I mean, let's grow. First time we're doing Middle Tennessee, which I can cover, um, but it's always the funding to reach more and to reach more and let people know what we're doing. So that that's a big part of it. It's just I would love to be able to get some sort of grant and those. I don't know if you've ever looked it into, into government grants, but it's like filling out a thirty-page business plan, you know. Oh yeah. And it's like I don't have the time to do that. I need to get help. Well, you need you need to pay help. You know, I need employees for this organization. So I'm kind of ranting here, but it's like I'm at this stage. Well, we lost a year as well. Too. Yeah, because like, of COVID. Right? Yeah, yeah, I couldn't even get into the schools. So, um, but yeah, it's like making people aware of it, maybe find some philanthropic people who would invest in it. Then we can get our technology up, our marketing up, and be able to deliver on Fantastic. requests statewide. And then hopefully mm. build it out bigger. You know, it's like. Um, yeah, it's, it's a big. very important focus right it, now. It really is. And if if you're uh, here in town, even if, if you're if you're coming in, uh, save that date, the twentieth, October twentieth, at the Listening Room in Nashville. Uh, the show's at six p.m. and uh, you Dinner can get, as well. You can mm-hmm. get tickets online at listeningroom.com right now. And uh, also, if you have an inst- if you're local and you have an instrument to bring, we're going to have a, a truck there to take instruments back home. So, hey, I understand a very big country star made a huge donation to you oh yeah instruments and education yeah man um very cool uh, a team member of keith urban's reached out to me and just said hey we've wow. got a few guitars here that that keith would like to donate so that's um, cool man he he donated uh electric guitars mostly oh. um and so those are harder to donate at whenever someone makes a request for me to uh hey i'd love some instruments for my classroom like you want acoustic guitar or electric with a little lamp mm-hmm. and they always go for the acoustic but yeah. yes i'm like i'm waiting for the perfect opportunities to give these electrics out but they were yeah donated directly from that keith urban is so cool yeah. and there's a couple of videos i have a youtube youtube.com um I don't have quite enough subscribers on there, but if you search Instruments for Education, you'll find it. I can't get that in the URL yet, but you'll see some of the videos of me delivering the the Keith Urban guitars. Pretty cool. Check it out. Check it out. Great thing that you're doing there, and I I really applaud you you for that and a big believer in that. I think that makes me feel... Another part of this is like when we all come to Nashville... uh, 
as writers and want to break into this town, the first things we're doing is like, hey, that's so-and-so. Can you introduce me? Can you play my song? Can you, yeah. like, can you help me get heard? Take, take, take. Exactly. Take. I felt like yeah. I was always asking for something. And then I'm like, man, this is a way for me to give back and See, not ask for anything in return. Just That is fantastic. Yeah. But bring tear to my eyes. That's great. Thanks. Man. Well, well, thank you for being on the show. And um, and I do hope people will check that out. Instruments for Education. It's very important work yeah. that you do. Instrumentsforeducation.org. If you go to that website, you'll find out. All, there's videos on there. There's everything about what we're doing. And, and like I said, man, we could really use the financial support to take this to the next level. You know? Very important. Yeah. Well, I want to take out with a song. And this is another one from that uh, CD. Uh, this is called Spin. You got a little story behind that one? Yeah. Actually, this song was was written um online it was actually pre-covid and i was a little uncomfortable writing online like we all are because it's hard with lag and yeah, interaction but right yeah um, wrote mm-hmm. this with jane Sachs and marla oh, jane marla rubenstein mm-hmm. um uh marla kind of got me and jane and her together on this and and she had this idea called spin and that was about what what we had and we just fleshed it out online and like it became the story of a, a hand-me-down car from a grandpa nice you know and then how that goes as the kid gets older and the grandpa gets older and the car's still around mm-hmm. <laughs> there's life there's a life story in it you know cool well that's spin spin on the songwriter connection podcast with troy castellano couldn't wait for Sundays to come around Off in the distance out here that V8 sound Grandpa's red Camaro picking me up for Dairy Queen I had a feeling something was different that day He took a left when he was Usually go straight, stopped around the corner, said, son, I know you're only 13. But slide on over and let's switch seats. You take the wheel and I'll take the heat. Ain't this freedom worth the trouble we could be? So go ahead and step on in. The sun's going down faster than you think. So take it all in. Let's go for a spin. She still runs like a dream and she's in good hands. His eyes shaky but he still knows who I am. Waiting there in his wheelchair Like he's all dressed for church He cracks a smile when he sees That old Camaro and me Nurse helps him in Once we hit a back street I say it's been years Since you shifted these gears Grandpa, what will it hurt? So sign on Let's switch seats You take the wheel And I'll take the heel Ain't 
freedom Worth the trouble we could be in I got faith and you got this So go ahead and step on in The sun's going down faster than you think So take it all in Go for a spin Said if there's high rise in heaven When we're both there one day Don't be surprised If I pull up and say Sign on over Let's switch seats You take the wheel And I'll take the heat The sun goes down Faster than you think Now did we take it all in Now let's go for a spin Let's go for a spin Let's go for a spin you know, one of the reasons I do this podcast is there's so many great songs, like the one you just heard right there, that um, that just need to get out there. Maybe they're not cut by big artists, and maybe you're not hearing them on the radio, but there are great, great songs out there, and great songwriters like our guest today, uh, Troy Castellano. And that's why I'd like to bring you this show. Meet people like this. Thanks, Dave. I really make the appreciate connection. that. Yeah. yeah. Man, that is a fantastic song. Thank you. I'm- You've got songs, brother. Let me tell you. Man... You, that's the like <laughs> I don't for me it's like sometimes I get disheartened with the business of the songwriting business. you know yeah. mm-hmm. I mean we all talk about this behind the scenes but it's like man I mean and I've heard them from so many of oh, my peers too songs so that many. just crush me yeah and and I know they're getting pitched but for some reason it's just like not radio they say you know like, yeah. or they're getting uh, cut and not making the record or the record company folds just before it comes out or yeah. you know there's it, there's so many ways to kill a song as Nancy Tekken yeah, said yeah I heard that on her <laughs> your podcast <laughs> we're going to we're going to start a new podcast called how, how to, to kill a song is there's so many out there so and we're looking forward to bringing that a little bit later on yeah you need to do that <laughs> podcast that should be fun right yeah yeah hey i i, I just uh, continue you to to wish you all the best of luck all right thank you for the opportunity to be here today yeah and 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 for for this uh instruments and education which is just an amazing thing that you do we're all behind you on that thank you man i really appreciate it yeah Troy Castellano, our guest on the Songwriter Connection Podcast. Join us next time. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection Podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.